This is your radio station, Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri, The Key. Stacey Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, December 8th. Take a deeper dive at lakeexpo.com. Eldon schools were closed Tuesday after a cyber attack took down the district's computers and phone system. Few details are known at this time about who or what caused this attack. Eldon Superintendent Matt Davis put out a statement saying that the school is working with third-party cybersecurity specialists and that an investigation is underway. The road to the lake is getting an overhaul. The Kingdom City Interchange at Highway 54 and I-70 is the topic of this month's Eggs and Issues Breakfast on December 17th. The Lake Area Chamber of Commerce is hosting MoDOT's area engineer Bob Lynch, who will be discussing transportation issues at the lake and several upcoming infrastructure projects. Come learn more about Lake Area Roads and what's coming on December 17th at Ozark Yacht Club starting at 8 in the morning. 2021 has been a remarkable year for real estate for the Lake of the Ozarks. Sure, the lake's real estate market broke the billion-dollar mark for the first time in 2020. But in 2021, real estate sales hit a billion dollars by the third quarter. When Lake of the Ozarks realtors met for their local symposium this fall, the numbers told quite a story. Total real estate transactions has more than doubled since 2009, and cost per square foot has jumped 33%. For more on this story, go to lakeexpo.com. Download our free app from the App Store and Google Play to get more Lake of the Ozarks news. Lakeexpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Mizzou Tigers get a nice win last night. They crush Eastern Illinois 72-44. They led by 11 at halftime, then outscored uh, Eastern Illinois by 17 in the second half. So the Tigers now 5-4 and four on the season. They'll be at 8th-ranked Kansas on Saturday. MSU Bears busy tonight. They're at 4-5 and five Little Rock. The Blues are are in second place in the Central Division after a nice overtime win over the Panthers last night, 4-3 to three in overtime. The Blues very shorthanded despite that. They found a way to come from behind, and again, they beat the Panthers 4-3 to three in overtime. As for high school basketball, nothing going on tonight, but tomorrow night, Versailles will be at Cole Camp. Eldon will be at home to Southern Boone, and uh, Osage will play on Friday. Camdenton doesn't play again until next Tuesday. Lake TV's first live local game this season is this Friday. 
Tipton at Versailles. You can see that right on Lake TV pregame just before the 7.30 tip-off. As for college football, Heisman Trophy finalists have been announced. Alabama quarterback Bryce Young is the favorite. Another quarterback, Pittsburgh's Kenny Pickett is in there. Another quarterback, Ohio State's C.J. Stroud is in there. And the fourth Final Four finalist for the Heisman Trophy, Michigan defensive lineman Aiden Hutchinson. The last defensive player to win was Michigan's cornerback uh, Charles Woodson. That was back in the 80s. NFL power rankings this week. Cardinals sitting at number one, followed by the Packers, Bucks, Patriots, and the Chiefs come in at number five. The Chiefs have won five in a row. They're eight and four. They'll be home to the Raiders on Sunday. Division leaders right now, the Chiefs, Tennessee, Baltimore, and the Patriots in the AFC. Tampa, Green Bay, Dallas, and Arizona in the NFC. The top scoring offense in the NFL, Tampa Bay, they've scored 377 points. Indy with 377. The best defense belongs to Buffalo. They've given up 196 points. The only team in the NFL to give up less than 200 points at this uh, time in the season. Lake TV has five local shows for you, including What's Burning with Kevin K.B. Burns. Be sure to check that out. And if you're into real estate, check out the O'Sullivan Bruce Group's monthly market update. Man, real estate is a big deal in the Lake of the Ozarks area, so check that out. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part through a generous donation from Victoria Station. Misty Atkinson talks about Victoria Station. We carry nautical pictures. People come to the lake and they want to decorate in lake styles, and so we offer ocean and lake type things. We also specialize in lots of holiday themed things from fall and Thanksgiving into Christmas. We have things that you can decorate your home as well as those special things to give as gifts. We are located just off the Case Road exit in Osage Beach, and we're open seven days a week, 9.30 to Thought-provoking radio that offers you the opportunity to become engaged in the process. 89.3, The Key. Well, hello there, and thanks for joining us. 8.07 is our time, 31 degrees, and you are listening to The Daily Show, our Wednesday edition for this 8th day of December, 2021. And thank you so much for taking some time out to join us. We're glad that you're with us today. 
Going to be a very nice day, as a matter of fact, for this eighth day of December. 53 degrees the high, low tonight of around 42. We'll have plenty of sunshine during the day, maybe a few clouds tonight. Then we'll, well, we'll uh, swing for the fences here for the next couple of days. 67 the high tomorrow. And a sunny sky, 73 on Friday with some clouds. Sunny on Saturday, high 48. Sunny on Sunday with a high of 58. 62 on uh, Monday, 72 on Tuesday, 73 degrees expected next week, the 15th day of December, 73 degrees. So we're having a heat wave, a tropical heat wave of sorts. Again, 31 degrees, a mostly clear sky, beautiful day to be alive and live at the Lake of the Ozarks. The panel joining us this morning, Bill Mundhausen's here, and so is Ike Skelton. Gentlemen, good morning. Good morning, KB. Good morning. What is up? What is happening? What's shaking? What uh, is new and exciting, gentlemen? Anything in uh, in particular? Well, silly season has started up in Jefferson City with pre-filing of bills. Right. I haven't uh, taken a chance to look at them all, but um, uh, they have begun, and I'll guarantee you there'll be a plethora of them. Education seems to be uh, on the minds of our uh, legislators. Also, uh, some things with law enforcement we talked about some of the pre-filing that has uh, already happened. I think uh, we'll probably see uh, maybe a lot of uh, health-related issues with all of the COVID uh, crap that's going on. And, uh, wow, oh to, be, oh, to be so happy that, uh, well, Bill's from New York, but none of us live in New York. The, I, you know what? I, New York to me, I, and I was thinking about this yesterday after the whole de Blasio fiasco of him telling people that they have to have have all their employees vaccinated, and yeah. this guy's on his way out the door. <clears throat> all right. Uh, one of the most, I don't know, arrogant cities, I think, uh, because these people think that they know everything and that they're going to set the standard for the rest of the country, like we're going to follow them. Hey, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> well, yeah. There's a Good song luck, about Will. <laughs> Pack your bags and off you go, buddy. <laughs> we'll stay right here yeah. at the beautiful Lake of the Ozarks yeah, where it's nice right. and calm and cool and comfortable and and then of course now the uh whether they burned down the uh, fox all-american christmas tree i was, saw that this morning and so fox is all up in arms and they kind of use that as a catalyst because it's interesting i feel like law-abiding citizens are the meat in the lawlessness sandwich and uh, what i mean by that is that our federal government uh, steals from us and so do all of these uh Crooks and criminals, of course, smash and grabs and all this other nonsense is on the rise. And uh, you know, you look at a you look at a place like New York City, and you think, uh, God, these people they they run around and they act like you know they have all the answers for everything. You know, their governor resigned, stepped down, De Blasio. Thank God he's going to be gone soon. And look at all the things that they're doing up there to try and prevent COVID and prevent crime. And it's all backfiring right in their faces. And, and that's the beauty of it all. It is. And I think that's the uh, mentality of the uh, left elitist. You know, they think that they know better. Yeah, uh, like they sure you, do, yeah, don't they? Yeah, right. Like you said earlier, you know, like, like we're going to follow what New York does. Uh, I think that's a good example to know exactly what not to do, right. uh, honestly. You know, man, this uh, uh, smash and grab looting and all this going on, uh, I saw some video of it last night out in uh, L.A., this is crazy, my friend. What in the world is going on? What, what? I, I, I can't fathom this, and why nobody is doing really anything about it. And why aren't these private uh, uh, business owners 
you say higher higher security i don't know uh i guess that's expensive but you know i remember something during the rodney king uh trials and all that uh issue the riots yeah, the followed, riot. yeah i remember very vividly I think they were uh, a Korean Americans that were standing oh, on the yes, top of their of their building where their business was, and every one of them just had old long-barreled shotguns, from what I could tell, and they stood on their building, and not a soul came around that building to mess with them. And folks, you know, um, these are the times that we live in. Unfortunately, we, I, I don't want to have to go out and bear arms and and do that extreme level to protect my property. But if you've got bands of of criminals running around with hammers and crowbars and smashing their way into your buildings, and just in the middle of the day, while shoppers are in there trying to engage in commerce, and these thugs are coming in. 10, 15 of them at a time and just smashing things up and stealing, you've got to, there's got to be some force there to say no more. 10 or 15 come in, but only 3 or 4 leave. There you go, brother. That's right. That's right. And that's because my magazine's empty. Well, yeah, that's, that's what I meant. That was, that was exactly my <laughs> you know. point. I, I, I've, I've thought about this other article or this thing that I read on social media the other day about somebody uh, coming into the Marshall's Yes. A department store here locally. And how uh, the uh, the corporate headquarters say, you know, don't try to stop these people. Don't try to engage them. Just let them do whatever they want to do. And see, that's exactly the mentality that breeds this sort of that's thing. That's right, man. You allow someone yes. to have the opportunity to walk into a store. Now, I could see maybe walking in and trying to walk out with a shirt or, or, <laughs> or, or some shoes. You have your typical shoplifter like that, yeah. But not a whole cart full of uh, merchandise. And just brazenly walk out. And Yeah, exactly. Like, like you own it, like you actually paid for it, yeah. and you're headed to your car. Uh, but like you might said, my, my friend, you know, that breeds more of that stuff. Those that have the mentality to do that are just going to do it more now because the one individual got away with it, and now everybody else, others are going to start trying. I think, you know what I think we should do? I think we should all band together, and I think we should drive over to Marshall's. I think we should just walk in, take whatever we want, and walk right out the door. And if anybody tries to stop us, well... They've set a precedent, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't... You know, it's just nuts to uh, me. And, and, and obviously, I'm not advocating to no, actually do something no, like that. But the, the whole point is, <laughs> I, and it's it's a shame that I actually have to, to, yeah, to, yeah, to yeah, make yeah. that point. Yeah, yeah. somebody <laughs> will say on Key Radio, KB said, go loot Marshalls. No, no, he did not. No, he did not say that. <laughs> but, I, you know, and, and it's just, it, it's so ridiculous anymore. And, and, and it is, you know, the Kyle Rittenhouses of, of the world, wherever they may be, who stood up for themselves, and other people who have stood up for themselves. And, you know, I would almost hate to be a retail business of any kind, because look what you're, look what you're faced with these days. People are coming in, they're stealing, they're, they're brazenly walking into your business, stealing whatever they want, walking right out the door with it. Or, if you live in a city where there's rioting, well, then that puts your business right there uh, in the forefront when it comes to looting, when it comes to arson, when it comes to vandalism. 
Good Lord, I wonder how much these people pay in insurance premiums. Right, and and think about this for a minute. You know, you're a business owner, and you want to protect your property and your shoppers if they're coming in the middle of the day. And let's say these people do come in and start, uh, you got a jewelry store, and they start smashing through your counters, and maybe you do shoot one. Well, out in L.A. or New York City or Chicago, I would almost wonder what kind of prosecution is going to happen there and what's really going to happen to me for having defended my property. Now, here in Camden County, I wouldn't be quite as worried about it because I think Camden County and, and this area, anywhere around here, the lake, you know, and, and, and these rural areas, they, I think they get it. I think, I think they would understand, and, and, and law enforcement and prosecutor would say, well, you know, you are defending your, your property. We have the Castle Doctrine here in the state of Missouri, uh, and we've got, uh, what's the other, uh, you don't have stand to. Stand your ground. Yeah, stand your ground. we got stand your ground basically here in the state of Missouri. So I think that here we would have a little better uh, footing and wouldn't maybe have to worry about the criminal implications, as long as we're right. You'd have to worry about attorneys, attorneys from outside being hired by the defendant. And or to sue you or something, yeah. maybe for you would yeah, have, that. You would still have to do that. Yeah, you'd still have to deal with that. Well, so there you go. See, so then that gives you pause to defend yourself and your property. And if there's pause to defend yourself and your property, then criminals are going to take advantage of it. And uh, because good people don't stand up to do something, uh, evil walks its way right in the door. At this point in the conversation, gentlemen, I think we know what needs to be done. It's just a matter of who's willing to stand up and do it. Here yeah. at the Lake of the Ozarks, you're right. I think we just, it, it, it's not necessarily the Wild West here, but I think there is a, uh, a brand of justice that inserts itself uh, to this area that we live in based on the people, uh, how they were brought up, you know, an eye for an eye kind of a sort, uh, maybe uh, of an approach, but... I, I just think that uh, all of this is just so out of control, and nobody seems to want to lift a finger to do anything about it. Why? Because if we do, guess what? We might be made, uh, you know, to pay for everybody else that uh, uh, does this sort of thing. It, 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 the thing I just don't get is is why people are so scared to defend themselves. Why? Well, let me ask you this: You've seen the videotapes. You see what's going on. What's the racial component in this? Well, and I see, hate to, I hate to bring that ugly thing in the door here, but there, there's a racial component in an awful lot of these things, and if if if, if that were to occur, that's going to be thrown up right in your face immediately. Oh, you're 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 a racist. you're a white supremacist or a racist because you didn't let this uh, uh, non-white person loot your store. Speaking you know, of Kyle Rittenhouse, <laughs> he was called a white supremacist uh, and a racist, how, even it, though the. Uh, the people involved were all white people. We're all Caucasians. And so, and, and, and I wonder if that's what it is. I wonder if that word racism has finally morphed into something so unbelievably asinine because of the fact that everybody's afraid to be called a racist. Yeah. And, and in most cases, somebody will say, two people who don't even know each other, and somebody will say, you're a racist. How do you know that? Yeah, right. Based right. on what? Exactly. Based on the 30 seconds you've seen me or the minute that we stood here talking about something, sure. you've determined I'm a racist. You're the damn racist. 
you know, you know, racist used to mean something in this country. I, I don't really even think it means much of anything anymore. When somebody's labeled a racist, I, I don't even, I honestly, it doesn't tweak my ears because a racist really, I mean, because I think just about everybody has some prejudices, okay? I, I just think we do we, what, for whatever reason. Pre- most, preju- of, prejudices are normal. Yes, exactly right, right? It, exactly. it means you're making a prejudgment based on your perception of things. It's not a... It's really not an evil thing. It, it became a term during the civil rights movement, and, and it reflected something evil, but prejudice is normal. I, I, yes, I think that's correct. So then when you ter- use the word racist for everybody that's got prejudices, you water down that word because a racist is really someone who uses the power of their authority or the power of whatever um, maybe ownership of, of something, a corporation, what have you. So you use this power that you have <laughs> against uh, someone of a different race than what you are uh, it, to keep them not involved or to make rules against them that are different than what you have to follow. That's, that's where real racism comes I'm in. I'm glad you put it that way. I'm, I'm thinking back to years ago when I ran a science center here. I had about 12 public school districts uh, doing business with us. And a guy came through from out of town, and he objected to the fact that we were Christian. And he went to, he hired an attorney and went to the school board and said, you can't do business with these people, they're Christians. And the school folded. They called me in and they said, uh, you know, we we like what you do, we agree with you completely, but we can't do business with you for a while. Because we really don't want to spend the taxpayers' money on a lawsuit. So that's a case where um, there has been an institutionalized kind of prejudice in America for decades. This, this was probably 15 years ago that this happened. And uh, it's nothing new. No. And, 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 uh, and that is the, the problem we're facing is we have discrimination that is... You know, in the United States or in the Missouri Constitution, there's a provision that public funds can be used to fund any kind of a school unless it's a Christian one. That's in the Missouri Constitution. And that's being heard by the the U.S. Supreme Court right now because in a different state, they're faced with that exact same problem is parents want to use public funds for the school of their choice and they're allowed to do it with the school of their choice unless it's a Christian it's a school. Christian school. <laughs> what about a Muslim school? Anybody try that? Uh, I think Muslims are exempt from this. <laughs> Mercy. So Buddhist, Buddhist, do they have schools? I don't, I don't know, know if they have schools. They have, they have seances. Certainly, certainly atheists think. have schools. I don't think Buddhists have seances. <laughs> 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 I think you might be a little off, just a just a little misguided there, my friend. Well, you know, there, there, know. there's an obvious prejudice. In that. <laughs> no, that's just ignorance. <laughs> that's ignorance. That's you know, and, ignorance. And, and I think you hit the nail on the head when you talk about it. It's so it, it, it's ignorance. There's so much ignorance that goes on, and it's so easy to shut somebody down by putting a tag on them, by putting a label on them, and. We, I, I guess we find out the true character of a person as to how they deal with it. If somebody says you're a racist, well, so? Yeah, okay, whatever uh, you think. Whatever you yeah. think. I yeah, mean, right. like yeah. I said, most people that use that term, they don't understand or realize really what the word means. And on top of it, they probably don't know anything about the person that they're calling a racist. Not I mean, sure. come on, seriously. Mm-hmm. If I showed up maybe with a white hood... And a long robe, 
and a bird, you know, I had a cross yeah, that was burning sure, behind sure. me. I could see where you'd make that uh, that assertion, but not just you know two people having a conversation and somebody says something, or in this day and age, we watch what we say, and and you know, like I said, George Carlin makes a great point. Not bad words, bad thoughts. The words are okay. It's just the thought that surrounds the word. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah we, got, we have to prevent those bad thoughts in people. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> it's the actions you take, though. You know, what, what happened to sticks and stones? You know what I mean? Words won't. It, you sh- and, and that is, you know, that's that's been an argument here recently about the First Amendment. It, it, the First Amendment doesn't exist to protect you from things that you disagree with or that offend you. Or that hurt your feelings. Other hurt, that's absolutely <laughs> correct. I'm sorry. Your, your feelings got hurt, Snowflake, but this is the way I feel about something, and that's why I'm going to tell you about it. And we should be free to be able to say anything like that we want to. Uh, now, here comes Liberty. Liberty then comes in and says, well, the things you do or say can sometimes hold a consequence, right? So if you walk up to somebody and you use your, you know, you, you badmouth them or call them something or what have you, you have certainly have the right and the freedom to say that. But liberty might be a consequence that you get punched in the face because you did it, right? So, so then you have to, you, you have to, lib- with liberty becomes, comes responsibility, and you have to be responsible for what you say and do, and you have to understand the consequences that could maybe come with it. Now, this that's, that's, that's kind of off topic a little bit, what <laughs> happened with the Science Center, but I'd like to touch on that maybe sometime too. But uh, we, we have to, uh, the only way this is going to correct itself is if we just stop playing their game. That's just it. That's right. So when someone comes in, you well, know, well, I stopped playing their game. I just had to do something different. <laughs> well, see, well, well, but see, the school should have stopped playing their game and said, "Well, I'm glad you think that, uh, but we're not going to go to court. We're not going to try to defend ourselves. We're just going to go to business with Mr. Munhausen." Well, they weren't going to defend themselves. They were going to be taken to court. They they had to. They would have had to defend themselves. <clears throat> well, see, that's where a good uh, governorship. Uh, uh, or even good local government would come in and say, you know, we're going to be that shield for them. But it's in the Constitution. The Constitution says they're not allowed to do business with me. Well, that needs to be revisited then. I, I think it does, but who's going to do that? <laughs> well, there you go, right? Yeah, there you go. Changing the Constitution is tough, and it should be tough. Yeah. Uh, but something like <clears throat> that needs to be rectified. Yeah, let me read what it says about uh, it's the state of Maine that's having this this. Uh, so this, is this all Supreme is, Court. Is this a Missouri Constitution that they can't do business with you? Yes. Really? It says that no public funds can be used for any, um, you know, it's a misinterpretation of the Constitution. It says that no public funds can be used for any kind of religious purpose. And since we were obviously Christian, uh, they could, even though we weren't teaching kids to be Christian. Or no, you were teaching creationism. We were, we, well, we were teaching both sides. We were teaching a, a fair and equal treatment of both things. There you go. Uh, but it was enough to deter the school from yeah. well, working you know, with us. What? You were giving both sides of the story? <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> how dare you? How dare you present both sides of, uh, of a topic? Yeah, that's uh, perfect. Yeah, how dare oh you? The my, audacity. That's your problem right there. <laughs> the audacity of letting people make their own decision. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> What spawn did you come from? Yeah, I like An that. An unbiased yeah. approach to something? My Lord. <laughs> What's next? Yeah, right. But see, these lawsuits and these threats, they're, they're, 
they do exactly what they did. They they quelled the the process that the school was going through. They scared them to not go any further, and and they won just by saying we're going to sue you. If you remember when uh, the the picture and the other thing over here at the at the, at the painting the, uh, at the courthouse. Yes, the yes. painting at the courthouse. Now. Was it really necessary to put all the time and effort into it? Absolutely not. No. Did, did, did people walk by it? Were they changed by the fact that the uh, you know they had the cross in the in the nine one one or the nine eleven uh, portrait? Of course not. Of course not. No. And, and and it's just like people with you know nothing to do. That, people with too much time on their hands. Yes. And yes. I I I have today. I am leaving the house. And I am not coming home until I go out and find something wrong with something. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that's my goal. Uh, oh, and by the way, uh, that gas I put in my car and that food that I have on my table and that roof that I have over my head, most of it is all supplied by the federal government. So why don't I just pay them back by going out and finding something wrong with something. There's, there's got to be something wrong somewhere. And if I sit down and scrutinize it long enough, by God, I'll find it. You'll find it. And, and these are the folks that talk about tolerance and think that uh, Christians are forcing a Christian worldview down their throat, when in reality, it's just the opposite. Yeah. They're, they're, humanism is a kind of religious belief, and it's being forced on everybody every day. That is exactly correct. They're using the tools of government and the courts to impose their will upon you instead of letting you live your life and making the decisions and judgments that you want to that you want to do. So, uh, you know, this happens. It's projection because you remember when Donald Trump was in office, everything that they said he did, they were actually doing. Every bit of collusion and and bad acting in Ukraine and Russia that they said Trump was doing. They actually did it. So uh, uh, it's how these people work. Uh, Satan is a great deceiver, and uh, he has uh, embedded himself in uh, in these folks. He really has. Just so you know, if Russia invades the Ukraine, Biden has said that what they didn't do in 2014 that they will do now, which I don't know what that was. <laughs> well, in, in twenty, we made a pledge quite some time ago when Ukraine broke away from, and I don't know all the details, but we made a pledge when Ukraine broke away from uh, Russia, and it was primarily to ensure that the nuclear weapons that Ukraine had would be secured and uh, no crazies would get a hold of them, and we did do that. And in exchange for that, we also told Ukraine that we'd got your back if uh, if the you know if the rest of Russia tries to uh, come after you again. So we we've kind of put our ourselves out there and now when you have a weak individual like uh, uh, President Obama they sent blankets last time when tanks are rolling across the border into the Crimea and uh, I would imagine uh, I, you know maybe Joe Biden's talking about giving them some uh, anti-tank missiles or other stuff this time I don't know but uh, we we'll have a, we have an obligation there that we need to meet 830 is our time we're going to break away take a, a few minutes to get you caught up with some information Stacy Johnson with lakeexpo.com your trusted news source also, Chris Schneider from Lake TV with a check of sports on the key. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, December 8th. 
take a deeper dive at lakeexpo.com. Eldon schools were closed Tuesday after a cyber attack took down the district's computers and phone system. Few details are known at this time about who or what caused this attack. Eldon Superintendent Matt Davis put out a statement saying that the school is working with third-party cybersecurity specialists and that an investigation is underway. The road to the lake is getting an overhaul. The Kingdom City Interchange at Highway 54 and I-70 is the topic of this month's Eggs and Issues Breakfast on December 17th. The Lake Area Chamber of Commerce is hosting MoDOT's area engineer Bob Lynch, who will be discussing transportation issues at the lake and several upcoming infrastructure projects. Come learn more about Lake Area Roads and what's coming on December 17th at Ozark Yacht Club starting at 8 in the morning. 2021 has been a remarkable year for real estate for the Lake of the Ozarks. Sure, the lake's real estate market broke the billion-dollar mark for the first time in 2020. But in 2021, real estate sales hit a billion dollars by the third quarter. When Lake of the Ozarks realtors met for their local symposium this fall, the numbers told quite a story. Total real estate transactions has more than doubled since 2009, and cost per square foot has jumped 33%. For more on this story, go to lakeexpo.com. Download our free app from the App Store and Google Play to get more Lake of the Ozarks news. Lakeexpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Mizzou Tigers get a nice win last night. They crush Eastern Illinois 72-44. They led by 11 at halftime, then outscored uh, Eastern Illinois by 17 in the second half. So the Tigers now 5-4 and four on the season. They'll be at 8th-ranked Kansas on Saturday. MSU Bears busy tonight. They're at 4-5 and five Little Rock. The Blues are in second place in the Central Division after a nice overtime win over the Panthers last night, 4-3 to three in overtime. The Blues very shorthanded despite that. They found a way to come from behind, and again, they beat the Panthers 4-3 to three in overtime. As for high school basketball, nothing going on tonight, but tomorrow night Versailles will be at Cole Camp. Eldon will be at home to Southern Boone, and uh, Osage will play on Friday. Camden doesn't play again until next Tuesday. Lake TV's first live local game this season is this Friday. Tipton at Versailles. You can see that right on Lake TV pregame just before the 7.30 tip-off. As for college football, Heisman Trophy finalists have been announced. Alabama quarterback Bryce Young is the favorite. Another quarterback, Pittsburgh's Kenny Pickett is in there. Another quarterback, Ohio State's C.J. Stroud is in there. And the fourth final four finalist for the Heisman Trophy, Michigan defensive lineman Aiden Hutchinson. 
Woodson. The last defensive player to win was Michigan's cornerback uh, Charles Woodson. That was back in the 80s. NFL power rankings this week. Cardinals sitting at number one, followed by the Packers, Bucks, Patriots, and the Chiefs come in at number five. The Chiefs have won five in a row. They're eight and four. They'll be home to the Raiders on Sunday. Division leaders right now, the Chiefs, Tennessee, Baltimore, and the Patriots in the AFC. Tampa, Green Bay, Dallas, and Arizona in the NFC. The top scoring offense in the NFL, Tampa Bay, they've scored 377 points. Indy with 377. The best defense belongs to Buffalo. They've given up 196 points. The only team in the NFL to give up less than 200 points at this uh, time in the season. Lake TV has five local shows for you, including What's Burning with Kevin K.B. Burns. Be sure to check that out. And if you're into real estate, check out the O'Sullivan Bruce Group's monthly market update. Man, real estate is a big deal in the Lake of the Ozarks area, so check that out. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. The goal of Key Radio is to offer the community an opportunity to share information and to express their ideas and opinions. Key Radio presents a platform for all types of information. We encourage interested content providers to create podcasts that explain the finer points of business, family issues, arts and entertainment, religion, government, and more. Key Radio is also looking for unique and one-of-a-kind podcasts as well. Key Radio is based on positive and productive podcasts that encourage and inspire our listeners to become engaged in their community. For more information on becoming a content provider, call 573-280-0532 or go to keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio. You're listening to 89.3 The Key. Share your thoughts, ideas, and skills, maybe even a talent, on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3 The Key. It's 837. Yes, share your talent, whatever that talent may be. Maybe you're a magician, but that would kind of be a hard podcast to have on the radio. Uh, Unless you can maybe do some sort of magic over the phone or magic through the radio, however you'd like to to do it. 31 degrees, what's that? Magic is easier through radio because yeah. they can't see your hands. If you screw it up, <laughs> it, they'll never know. I've successfully sawed a woman in half. Uh, 31 degrees. We are on our way to a high today of about 53, if I am reading this correctly. And then uh, it's going to get warmer, folks. Uh, very nice weather for the uh, early part of December. And as we make our way midway into the month, don't know if it's going to hold out for Christmas or not. Some folks enjoy a white Christmas, other people uh, maybe not so much, but either way, 53 or high, 42 the low tonight. High tomorrow of 67 with plenty of sunshine, 73 on Friday with a mostly cloudy sky, sunny at 48 on Saturday, sunshine and 58 on Sunday, back up to uh, 62 for the high on Monday, 72 on Tuesday, 73 degrees a week from today. It is Wednesday. Yes, that's uh, Wednesday, the 8th day of December 2021. KB here, not only stating the obvious, but uh, letting you know that it's 31 degrees with plenty of sunshine in beautiful Camdenton, Missouri. And if you're listening this morning, feel free to pick up the phone and chime in on the conversation, 
633-5395. That's 633-5395 or K-E-Y-K as we broadcast live from the Key Gathering Place. Feel free to stop by and be a part of the discussion if you'd like. Ike Skelton, Bill Munhausen, KB, sitting around pontificating on uh, the various uh, thoughts and ideas that we uh, have. And like I said, if you have one, feel free to give us a call this morning. So um, it looks as though, from uh, some of the things that I'm reading, and I'm going to just kind of take off here with something, something a little out of the ordinary, maybe. Are either one of you gentlemen familiar with the game Cornhole? You know what Cornhole is? Uh, is, is Cornhole the one where you throw the beanbags? There the you go. Oh, yeah. That's right. Uh-huh. The American Cornhole Organization, the ACO. Oh, come on. There's an actual association. <laughs> the official governing body of the sport. Governing body. Good grief. Uh, well, you have to have Branson, equal rules. Missouri, Branson, Missouri as the top place in the nation to play Cornhole. Um, I guess this is... Uh, for one reason or another, maybe they gave them a healthy donation. <laughs> Is that good? <laughs> Frank Gears, founder and president of the ACO, the worldwide governing body of sports of uh, of the sport of professional cornhole, since 2005, by the way, said as bags fly from hundreds of thousands of hands coast to coast, and likely millions worldwide. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) let's get ready to cornhole. Uh, The ACO travels uh, city to city to find the best place, and the best place people uh, out there say is Branson, Missouri. So uh, the top ten, there's actually a top ten here. Uh, Let's see. um, Oh, it doesn't have the top ten. It has a person to contact. Oh. I, I like how they put this story together. And they said it now. This is the third time they've, they've, they've said this in the story. As the official worldwide governing body of the sport of Cornhole since 2005, uh, the ACO is dedicated to providing programs and services to set Cornhole standards, ensure its integrity, preserve its future, and enhance the Cornhole experience. I don't think you should mock this sort of thing. This is how the NBA got started. It's just <laughs> The Worldwide Governing Body of Cornhole, the ACO. (laughs) Now, who who designated them to be the official ruling body? uh, And and I can't think. Much like everything else, they did. (laughs) They did, right? How how worldwide do you really think? He probably has. He probably has a a, you know a jet, a Learjet. He probably has. It's uh, it's a tremendously inclusive sport because anybody can do it, regardless of their physical condition. That's the whole point of cornhole. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah, remember uh, tic tac (laughs) toe or something where they had the the tic tac toe board, and it was on. yeah, they rotated and, and they threw uh, beanbags at it sure. to try to get the. Sure, sure, sure. And, and I thought that was such a cool game, and everybody thought I was nuts. But it's look, not if I had pursued my dream, <laughs> I could be the head of the worldwide body, the it, worldwide governing body. KB, it's KB, it's never too late. That's right. You, get in there. Yeah, you could you could be the official. Gentlemen, governor. you're on your own. <laughs> I'm going cornholing. I wonder if they have elections for this particular position. Not if they're smart. Yeah, right, exactly. Some guy just one day He's announces to the world that he is the head of the American Cornhole Organization, the official governing body of the sport of Cornhole. I don't even know. What, what are you going to govern? 
Well, hey, there are rules. You have to have the right distance apart. But what are you there, have like to have five the right, rules? The right slant of the board. You have to have the right size of the hole. Don't, oh. don't the size interrupt of the him because bed. very rarely he gets on a roll like this. Hey, there, there. I mean, it's important <laughs> okay, well. when you're competing with people in this kind of strenuous sport. <laughs> you have to have a, a level playing field. Oh. Can't be on a hill. Got to well, be a level playing field. Well, how they do that in Branson then? Because I haven't seen too many <laughs> flat spots in Branson. <laughs> they all out in the parking lot of the hotel or something. Play could, could be on the deck <laughs> of the Titanic, right? <laughs> where, where this international brotherhood of whatever is out there regulating your cornhole the playing Amer- in the, the parking American lot. Cornhole organization. Oh yes, I hate to misspeak of the name there. itself, cornhole. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to come up with a name of something, uh, you call it corn. What, what, is, what is this sport you're participating in? Uh, I play cornhole. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good at it, too. <laughs> Where did they come up with that name? Cornhole. We, we need to ask the official governing body. The world where, governing body. The world governing the body where governing that name body. came from. You know? They should know they're the official authority. Authority. Respect my authority. What happened to horseshoes? I love horseshoes, by the way. It's probably too dangerous. Yes. Yeah, and, and they're, jarts? they're made out of metal. You know? yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Exactly. They're made out of metal. You could get hurt. Yes, jarts, yard darts. You bet, man. They don't sell those anymore. Talk they're about plastic. dangerous, you know. Are yeah. they? Darts, yeah. yeah. I think they do make them, but they're just plastic now. You can't plastic. throw them. At, yeah, you can't throw them at about 10 feet, and they don't stick in anything unless you play on the sand. Right. <sighs> I remember being a kid getting hurt playing darts. Because I, I was reaching for a dart at the dartboard, and and my friend threw his dart, and it got me right in the in the uh, wrist. Ooh, yeah. So you grew up in New York. Did they make a regulation for that afterwards? Uh, well, this was old time New York. Oh, okay. when New York old was like New York. When when New York was like Missouri. Oh, is that <laughs> it was at one time? It Back was when women were allowed to show yeah. a little more ankle. It's what, it's what you call a slippery <laughs> slope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mayor, uh, <laughs> why are you here at the board meeting, man? Well, Mayor, my, my son's friend threw a dart at him and got him in the hand, and I think we need to make a regulation. That's I think so, we so need so some right. regulations. That's right. And by the way, we're going to sue your friend for you know imp- improperly using a dart. Uh, yeah. So did you go over so. and beat the hell out of him for doing it? I chased him up the he, – he ran faster than me. He was a year <laughs> older. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you chase him with a dart in your hand? I don't remember. Uh, well, yeah, that could have been a missile weapon, you know, as you got farther yeah, away. I, you just say, yeah, that's I, the whole I point. must have not had a dart. Uh, probably in my not. Hand. You would have thought about that at yeah. the time. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. They, don't, they, they, they say the top 10 cities in order include, and then they don't have the list. <laughs> yeah, you have to contact the worldwide organization to figure that out. Call them right now. Look, you know, they're, I, yeah, I get, it, I get why maybe it's a little more popular because you can't just drive a stake in the ground on a, on a parking lot or something or. Or, you know, in the yard of your uh, condo around the lake here and, and throw, uh, you know, throw horseshoes. I was kind of thinking we could have cornhole right across there. Well, it's so probably you, about you the right distance. Yeah, see, so you could do that just in, about anywhere. Indoor cornhole, yeah. you yeah. can set that up just about anywhere, uh-huh. so, yeah, exactly. A lot of places you go, that, you know, like have an outside uh, dining area, they have yeah. cornhole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know uh, the folks over at Harvey's Cheese Store, they uh, have cornhole on Wednesday nights during the summer. Cool. And they have tournaments, and it's kind of, uh, you, you get matched with, you know, people uh, that are, some are good, some maybe not so much, yeah. and it turns out to be a good time. I love cornhole. I think I, it's a great game. I, 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 it's fun to play, but I, 
I almost feel bad now that I don't have like a, you know, a plaque on my wall or that, you know, some, something official that. I bet for for some sum of money that you could join the worldwide organization yeah. and you and, could get a and, membership and card. Be, that's exactly you, know. you would be a member. What are what are the uh, what are the benefits of joining? Uh, do you get to you know the, when, when, if there's a tournament in your neighborhood, you get to park closer than other people who are not members, or, or you get a dollar off the entry fee. Oh, wow, there you go. See, of the tournament, you get a dollar off probably at least. And uh, if you uh, if you participate in cornhole, then of course maybe you can. Uh, you could get you in get the official cornhole record book. Well, the oh. record book and the T-shirt. <laughs> ah, see, see, we're seeing benefits that we just didn't understand. The more Absolutely. we the more we dig into this, I mean, the benefits are there. Uh, you maybe what, you no would lie. maybe you would even get yeah. your own special colored bag of. Let's, is it actually corn in there? Let's think bigger. We, you could be Those monetized beans. on YouTube as an as one of the cornhole instructors sanctioned by the the organization. You big dreamer, you. Uh-huh, yeah. You big dreamer. That will draw in the ladies. There I'll tell you, you what. <laughs> for, for all you single guys out there, you become, you become a cornhole a, instructor, and the babes will be flocking to your door. Uh, you become a cornhole king, and yeah, there you it's, are. It's the next closest thing to be a bowling champion. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, ladies, that's right. I'm a cornhole instructor. Uh, uh, Who wants to ride with me in my uh, in my gremlin? Oh, what? You, so did you? You had to put your hand over your mouth. You were going to yeah, say something. Yeah, sometimes you know things just go through my mind and almost out my mouth before they should. But hey, on to. <laughs> so we talk about things sometimes that just seem silly. A pre-filed piece of legislation is going to allow an individual that worked for the Gaming Commission and wants to move on to find other work in the gaming field. Why couldn't they without legislation? Why, why do we have to... See, this bugs me. So, you know, if we live in a free country... Well, they were they were the somebody in the gaming commission, which is a quasi government kind of thing. Well, it says he says here that this is from uh, Senator Mike Burns Cutter. He says uh, another bill I have pre-filed for next year aims to allow people who are let go from their state gaming enforcement position find a new job elsewhere in the gaming industry. Well, yeah. what? So probably if you're a government, if you're in government, you're not allowed to work for a private business in that field for a period of time. There's probably a state law kind of like to prevent you okay. from benefiting from your position. Okay. It's like a non-compete clause or something. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah right. Exactly. I, I mean, I guess that makes sense. We just, I don't know. Yeah, we just keep just on piling know. laws on top of we, laws. I we mean, do. We do. Because and and why is that? You know, as the more uh, the more that evil manifests itself among men, the more laws you wind up having to institute. And this brings us back to that fundamental question of America: Can we rule ourselves? Yeah, that that goes back to what KB and I were talking about about Bill Federer's talk here. That you uh, people used to be self-regulated by their belief systems. Yes, and, and since we don't have belief systems anymore. Lots of us are not self-regulated. Do what you feel like doing. 
Yep. Take, you, take stuff from Marshalls. It's, yeah. it's your privilege. It was right in your own eye, uh-huh. wasn't yeah. it? So, right. yes. Who exactly. can argue with that? Yeah, sure. I mean, that's the way I feel about things. You know, if I just want to go You want to start your own it. cornhole organization? Go for yeah, it. Yeah, why know? do they have to be the worldwide? Well, you know, here's the thing. <laughs> we talk about self-regulating, you know. And, and I know all these things are in place for a good reason. But when you drive down the road, there are lines on the road. And certain lines mean certain things. Like a double yellow line means no passing. Cross, yeah, right. kind of but on, on I've the, seen people do it. It's on, sure. the, it's on the honor system after all. You know, <laughs> there's those little stop lights. Red, yellow, green. Green means go. Yellow means you better hurry up if you want to get through the light. <laughs> yeah, all right. And red means you better stop. Yeah, and, and unless there's nobody in the intersection. No, I hear you. Stop signs, for yeah, example. Yeah. I notice they put stop signs in the Walmart parking lot now. I can tell you in Colorado, right? yellow means something else. It means the camera is about to get you breaking the law. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, do you remember a few years ago, Osage Beach wanted to enact a, an ordinance that said law enforcement could now go onto these private properties and start enforcing uh, uh, various traffic laws, such as if you're on your cell phone driving through a parking lot. You'd maybe get a ticket if you uh, rolled through that stop sign that Walmart just put up because pff, it's at the end of the parking lot and there's nothing there. Uh, they would hit you for going through a stop sign when in reality, uh, that's a private stop sign on private property that law enforcement has no authority over. Uh, so they wanted to pass that, but uh, a few of us stood up and said this is silly and they didn't get it passed. So I wonder, though, mm-hmm. who went home recently? Maybe it was some kid. Told his mom he got a ticket because he rolled a stop sign in the Walmart parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. So, you know, again, um, the more that we will not or cannot regulate ourselves, uh, the more rules and laws that have to be put into place for a just society. And I agree that if you live in a large city or even, well, even Camdenton, you're going to have some rules that people need to abide by because you live in a you 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 live so close together that that there just has to be those there just has to be those things sometimes like public and, uh, nudity is a bad thing <laughs> well <laughs> yeah uh sometimes yeah so you know you have to uh urinating um, in public be, yeah like yeah i think you're gonna have some decency and some thoughts there you know so i get it uh but uh the more and more well, maybe some people wouldn't quite agree with you there maybe some people think that Rules are made to be broken, or rules are just, you know, somebody telling you what to do, and I don't have to do what you say because it's a rule, so what? Yeah, well, a lot of people believe that. Yeah. You know, a lot of people feel that way, obviously. Uh, but I think this when you live in a, in a tighter community, you have to have some guidelines that you need to live by, and, uh, and, and it's a trade-off, you know. What you kind get, of guidelines, such as? Give me an example. Well, public urination would be a good example. I okay. Don't wanna, and they do that in Europe. As long as you turn your back uh-huh. to the street or the public or what have you, you can whiz right there on the sidewalk. Hot dog. Or shit, you know, uh, it's crazy, but yeah. you can do that. Um, uh, how about, uh, uh, you know, uh, really, uh, you know, uh, crazy dogs barking all night long or, uh, or uh, guns you know. Guns report. D- <laughs> well, that's, that's a totally different set of rules. And or, all right, how about your neighbor at 1 o'clock in the morning wants to crank up uh uh, you know, some music to three, du- you know, higher decibels. I say again, of- that's what guns are for. That's why. <laughs> well, that's probably why we need some rules. <laughs>
Uh, yeah, because we, we don't want the Wild West. I mean, we really don't. We don't want that Wild Wild West attitude to where, you know, you shot somebody and then they figured out whether you should have or not. So, uh, I mean, I guess we do that now. Well, so, so many of these rules come out of city living. Yeah. And, but they um, apply them to everybody. And, and uh, there ought to be a different standard. Uh, you know, if you live on 10 acres out in the country, you probably can play the music as loud as you like. Exactly. You know? That's exactly right. But you, you got your neighbor doing that. Now, you know, here's the other side of that coin. And I, I'm, I'm doing this with, with my neighbor. We got we a, a dog problem, okay? I have never one time called law enforcement. I've gone over to my neighbor's door, and I've knocked on the door, and I've told them what my issues are. And they have attempted to resolve it. Uh, the issue is getting worse, so I'll have to resolve it in some other manner. But, uh, uh, you know, you don't always just pick up the phone and, and call the police when you have a little something going on with your neighbor. You go knock on the door. And, and here's the thing. You should know who your neighbor is before you ever get to that problem area because then when a situation does arise, you can go over and have a reasonable conversation with that individual <laughs> and work something out, you hope, you know. I think in this case you're probably right. You're probably right there. And the fact of the matter is, is that if you know your neighbor, then, you know, you, you, you develop limits and boundaries. You yeah. know that, you know, yeah. certain things are wrong. Yeah. But then again, you have those people uh, who don't really yeah. care. Yeah, I have a friend whose neighbor is a psychopath. Oh, great. I mean, he's just, he is, he's got a temper problem. Uh -huh. he, he yells and argues with his wife all the time, and, and there is he really no... He next door to me. See, <laughs> 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 uh, so, so you know, that, that uh, goes with a bit of give and take. So I, I brought up the loud music earlier. Well, let's say, for instance... Um, uh, they were having a 20th wedding anniversary and they had a bunch of people come over to the house for a party and uh, for that one particular night out of the year they wanted to stay up a little later and play some music loud and, and maybe you were disturbed but you know what a good neighbor is going to say well you know it's a special occasion you're just doing this the one night knock your socks off I'll put some earplugs in and you know, I'll go on about my life and let a little bit of, you know, you got to have some of that give and take with your neighbor. And, and uh, you know, it's just um, because you might want to do the same thing one night, you know. And uh, you have to have that, uh, that give and take, that to and fro, and work with each other. And uh, allow yourselves to be inconvenienced to maybe a little bit for your neighbor. Good neighbor would say the first one was a warning shot. <laughs> <laughs> if you live out in the county, that's about right. <laughs> I, I think, though, you know, you can pick where you want to live. I mean, you don't necessarily have to live in a specific place. We live where we live because of certain things like conveniences. We live close to a grocery store. We live close to a gas station. We live close to whatever it is we want to live close to, restaurants, fast food, whatever. Some people prefer to uh, not live so close in order to be able to do the things that they want to do. They've got five acres, water and sewer. They don't have any neighbors. They don't have any problems. They don't have any issues. Nobody bothers them. They can shoot off their fireworks. They can crank up their stereo. Their dog can bark till he passes out. <laughs> right. Whatever. Yeah. So I think a lot of that has to be taken into consideration as well. You don't necessarily have to live within the city limits. You can live in the outer limits, outside of the city, outside of the wherever it is you want to live. And enjoy your life however you'd like to do that. And, uh, well, you can do that. But then, of course, there's that small matter of the government 
they'll find a way to infringe on you. So it's, uh, you know, six of one, half dozen of another. Yeah, and I think that you uh, uh, consciously, when you consciously make that decision to go live in the city, I think you have to understand there are liberties and freedoms you're going to give up to go do that. Absolutely. And, and it's the problem when you don't recognize that and think that you should still be able to do whatever it is you want to do uh, that, that the problem occurs. If you just step back for a little bit and say, okay, I'm living under different circumstances here and uh, I have to abide by some different rules and, and think about things differently. It, uh, it was rather intriguing to me. When I used to have a drug house right next door to me, and I went and I told the uh, chief of police at the time, that person isn't the chief of police any longer, and I explained the situation to them, and the person said to me, well, I know they're selling a little bit of marijuana out of the place, but, you know, I got bigger fish to fry. (laughs) Okay. And I thought to myself at that particular instance, are you giving me the green light to step in and handle the problem myself because now if I do talk to these people about it and they continue to do what they're doing and then I take matters into my own hands and they call the police and say, you know, he was threatening me or he beat the crap out of somebody that was buying drugs at my house and and I end up going to jail because I made an attempt to tell somebody who could do something about the problem, about what was going on. Sure. And they basically told me that they had bigger fish to fry. So that, to me, essentially says, go ahead. Yeah. You got all these druggies over here? Go kick the crap out of them. Yeah, go deal with the problem on your own. Nine o'clock is our time. Nine o'clock on the Midwest Coast in beautiful Camdenton, Missouri. We'll step aside, come back with more of The Daily Show. Ike Skelton, Bill Mundhausen, KB. And you as well. And if you'd like to uh, contribute to the cause, 573-633-5395. Or, of course, you can always make a donation to Key Radio. We'll take those, too. Stacy Johnson with a check of local news from lakeexpo.com, your trusted news source. And Chris Schneider joining us as well with uh, sports. Chris, of course, the general manager over there at good old Lake TV. And you are listening to Key Radio. This is your radio station, Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri, The Key. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, December 8th. Take a deeper dive at lakeexpo.com. Eldon schools were closed Tuesday after a cyber attack took down the district's computers and phone system. Few details are known at this time about who or what caused this attack. Eldon Superintendent Matt Davis put out a statement saying that the school is working with third-party cybersecurity specialists and that an investigation is underway. The road to the lake is getting an overhaul. The Kingdom City Interchange at Highway 54 and I-70 is the topic of this month's Eggs and Issues Breakfast on December 17th. The Lake Area Chamber of Commerce is hosting MoDOT's area engineer Bob Lynch, who will be discussing transportation issues at the lake and several upcoming infrastructure projects. Come learn more about Lake Area Roads and what's coming on December 17th at Ozark Yacht Club starting at 8 in the morning. 2021 has been a remarkable year for real estate for the Lake of the Ozarks. 
Sure, the Lakes real estate market broke the billion dollar mark for the first time in 2020, but in 2021, real estate sales hit a billion dollars by the third quarter. When Lake of the Ozarks Realtors met for their local symposium this fall, the numbers told quite a story. Total real estate transactions has more than doubled since 2009, and cost per square foot has jumped 33%. For more on this story, go to lakeexpo.com. Download our free app from the App Store and Google Play to get more Lake of the Ozarks news. Lakeexpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Mizzou Tigers get a nice win last night. They crush Eastern Illinois 72-44. They led by 11 at halftime, then outscored uh, Eastern Illinois by 17 in the second half. So the Tigers now 5-4 and four on the season. They'll be at 8th-ranked Kansas on Saturday. MSU Bears busy tonight. They're at 4-5 and five Little Rock. The Blues are are in second place in the Central Division after a nice overtime win over the Panthers last night, 4-3 to three in overtime. The Blues very shorthanded despite that. They found a way to come from behind, and again, they beat the Panthers 4-3 to three in overtime. As for high school basketball, nothing going on tonight, but tomorrow night, Versailles will be at Cole Camp. Eldon will be at home to Southern Boone, and uh, Osage will play on Friday. Camdenton doesn't play again until next Tuesday. Lake TV's first live local game this season is this Friday. Tipton at Versailles. You can see that right on Lake TV pregame just before the 7.30 tip-off. As for college football, Heisman Trophy finalists have been announced. Alabama quarterback Bryce Young is the favorite. Another quarterback, Pittsburgh's Kenny Pickett is in there. Another quarterback, Ohio State's C.J. Stroud is in there. And the fourth final four finalists for the Heisman Trophy, Michigan defensive lineman Aiden Hutchinson. The last defensive player to win was Michigan's cornerback uh, Charles Woodson. That was back in the 80s. NFL power rankings this week. Cardinals sitting at number one, followed by the Packers, Bucks, Patriots, and the Chiefs come in at number five. The Chiefs have won five in a row. They're eight and four. They'll be home to the Raiders on Sunday. Division leaders right now, the Chiefs, Tennessee, Baltimore, and the Patriots in the AFC. Tampa, Green Bay, Dallas, and Arizona in the NFC. The top scoring offense in the NFL, Tampa Bay, they've scored 377 points. Indy with 377. The best defense belongs to Buffalo. They've given up 196 points. The only team in the NFL to give up less than 200 points 
at this uh, time in the season. Lake TV has five local shows for you, including What's Burning with Kevin K.B. Burns. Be sure to check that out. And if you're into real estate, check out the O'Sullivan Bruce Group's monthly market update. Man, real estate is a big deal in the Lake of the Ozarks area, so check that out. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part through a generous donation from Victoria Station. Misty Atkinson talks about Victoria Station. We carry nautical pictures. People come to the lake and they want to decorate in lake styles, and so we offer ocean and lake type things. We also specialize in lots of holiday themed things from fall and Thanksgiving into Christmas. We have things that you can decorate your home as well as those special things to give as gifts. We are located just off the Cape. Road exit in Osage Beach and we're open seven days a week 9.30 to thought-provoking radio that offers you the opportunity to become engaged in the process. 89.3, The Key. 908, welcome back to The Daily Show. Thank you so much for having us on. We are uh, up to 32 degrees on our way to a high today of around 53, and it just keeps getting better for the rest of the week. And then we'll uh, take a bit of a dive as we get into the weekend, but uh, rebound very very nicely, looks like. 53 the high today, low tonight at 42, back up to 67 with sunshine tomorrow. Clouds and 73 on Friday, sunny and 48 for the big Christmas parade in Lake Ozark, getting ready to uh, uh, celebrate the uh, Grand Marshal, who will be 101 years old in February, Tennyson de Graffenried. Oh, looks like tr- we've got trouble now. <laughs> But uh, the, uh, the folks will be uh, out on the Bagnell Dam Strip. And it's interesting that you walked in because I was just about to say the Bagnell Dam uh, Bridge, the bridge over Bagnell Dam, will be closed. But a uh, beautiful day anyway. 58 the high on Sunday. And then get ready for next week. The start of the week looks great. 62 Monday, 72 Tuesday. And the expected high of 73 degrees on Wednesday. So who cares that it's December? Tank tops and shorts all around. 36 degrees now at 9:10. Bill Munhausen here. Ike Skelton here. Bob Lynch is here. Who's your friend? Tim Gallo. Tim. Is he going to be your replacement uh, next week? 
All right. Very good. Very good. Well, maybe we ought to get him up here to the mic right away and start working uh, working on him. To, to <laughs> look at Bill, put, <laughs> Bill took off his headset. Uh, we're just uh, kind of clowning around here this morning, but we have addressed some uh, important topics with uh, our guest, Ike Skelton. Ike is regular on the program every every Wednesday. Uh, on the program tomorrow, we'll talk it over with uh, Mindy Sales in the 8 o'clock hour with our Thoughtful Thursday feature. Also, um, Rick Bratton is going to be joining us. Rick is uh, running for the uh, seat that will uh, soon be vacated by Vicki Hartzler. Good man. I talked to his wife a couple of days ago, and uh, so we got him lined up for the 9 o'clock hour tomorrow. Then on uh, Friday, looks like, uh, of course, Bob Lynch will be here this Friday. We won't uh, get the opportunity to speak with him next Friday, but uh, Bob will be in with us. And Dave Boppin, who uh, takes care of Among the Dogwoods, watching what's going on with the uh, Camden County Commission meetings and reporting to you as he does on his blog. Programming today, following the Daily Show, includes Freedom's Call, Christianity and Business, The Artichoke Heart, The True History Professor, The new uh, high school homeschool feature that we have and we'll wrap things up with the encompassed purpose with uh, Bradley Berg who uh, I understand is going to be helping people with their businesses I, I read a, an email that he had sent out and uh, in addition to uh, his ministry that uh, I guess he's going to be kind of like a personal business coach so if huh. you need some coaching give him a call you can give us a call as well at 573-633-5395. Let us know what's on your mind this morning. Maybe you have a question. Maybe you have a comment. Maybe you have uh, an idea or a direction you'd like to take the show tomorrow, or today, rather, and feel free to do that. Um, you were talking earlier about these uh, some of the stuff that's being pre-filed. Yeah. Bill and I talked about this, I think it was last week. I think before you should do any pre-filing, that you should look at maybe taking some things off the books. I think that would be great. I mean, if you want to add to it, and you think that whatever legislation that you're trying to get through has some validity, that's great. That's fine. That's wonderful. But what about things that are on the books that uh, maybe really don't need to be on the books anymore? You know, it's tough enough to get something done. It's really tough to get something undone. Well, that's true. That's, uh, that's a good way to look at it. And, and, and I understand and realize all of that. But It doesn't mean you shouldn't. Uh, you know, because uh, mistakes have been made in the past, times change, you know, things are different. Uh, you get bills and laws that were maybe passed by a <clears throat> majority of, 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 a, of, a, of a Democrat nature and in those lines, right? Uh, now you have uh, a new crew in charge <clears throat> that should be looking at these things and uh, finding out what needs to be changed. So I agree that, uh, now I'm not going to say there should be a rule or a law, but uh, you know, for every <laughs> for every rule or law that you pass, you maybe you do need to get rid of a couple of them. Well, or I kind of like you know, Donald but, Trump's know. philosophy on that. Yeah, you pass one, you, you get pass rid of one, ten. you get rid of a couple. Yeah, you know? sure, yeah. sure. And maybe that's what we need to do. Maybe uh, we need to focus on the legislation, the the laws that we already have on the books, and and and, and try to make some sort of determination of uh, whether or not. That's really something that does need to exist in this day and age. Well, like, you know, you could say that the uh, the helmet law that was something that was kind of undone. Huh? You know, I mean, uh, for years and years and years, you had to wear a helmet in the state of Missouri and ride a motorcycle, and now you don't. So, you know, there's a regulation that uh, they they got rid of. Seatbelts, for example, uh, there's another thing. That would be, you know, I 
I wear a seatbelt every day, I and well. I, I think it's a smart thing to do, but I don't believe the government should tell me I have to. Uh-huh. And uh, I really kind of uh, despise these signs that we see on the highways that Uh-oh. tell us to, <laughs> sorry about that, Bob, but uh, to tell us to buckle up, put down. You know, it's, it's, uh, that, to me, that is a, an area that uh, uh, the state spends money on that um, maybe they don't need to because... Uh, you know, you, you, we need to have safe roads. All, and, all Bob was doing was trying to come yeah, by I know, I know, and I know, help out. You, you took me here. You brought me here. But uh, uh, these are just other things, you know. Yeah, you want to have safe roadways. But who's, who ultimately winds up paying in the end when there's a traffic accident? Insurance companies. Insurance that's why companies. we have those wonderful insurance premiums. So who, who, who should then maybe promote more safety and spend their money promoting safety instead of the taxpayers? It's probably insurance that's an companies. interesting point. I wonder if that's something that uh, maybe MoDOT has looked into in the past, and you know, you well, uh, you want to you want to try and, and, and promote <laughs> safety. Well, well, go right to the source and see if the folks that uh, uh, that uh, take care of that sort of thing would be willing to, uh, you know, I, I would I have would, a stake in the game. I would bet you the insurance companies do go right to the source, and they say, you know, a lot of people are getting hurt over on this stretch of the road, and uh, or because of this reason, what are you guys going to do about it? And uh, then they kind of bully and lobby the uh, that agency to do something about it instead of looking in the mirror and realizing that they're the ones that maybe need to do something about it. Uh, you know, and this happens. This happens in every layer of government. These corporations want to uh, pass along their responsibilities uh, to the government and say, "You're the ones that have to make things safer." For instance, uh, all of the seat belts and other safety airbags and everything else in cars. Insurance companies didn't say that if you don't have an airbag in the vehicles, we're not going to insure you or your premiums are going to be higher. Uh, the government came along and said you had to have these things, largely in part because insurance companies get together with them and say, well, this is how you should regulate things so that, you know, when our insured person does have a wreck, they're not going to get hurt as bad and we're not going to have to pay out as much. Uh, instead of, again, uh, we talked about this last night uh, at, at the campaign event that, you know, why do we have all these, why do we have the fire department coming in and looking at your home to make sure that X, Y, and Z is safe and it's not going to catch on fire? How about the insurance company, before they give you a, a premium or even underwrite your place at all, comes in and says, well, you know, we're not going to insure you because of X, Y, Z, and uh, you can live that way if you want to, but you're not going to have any insurance. Well, I wouldn't say put it on the uh, insurance company. I'd say put it on the individual who's having a house built. Well, they're, sure. they they have the first responsibility to make sure the house is being built according to their <coughs> to their standards. There you go. So, it's up to the individual. That, that, well, that's, <coughs> that's where we are now. You know, back in the day, your your thought process, Bill, was was exactly the way people did. Sure, things. sure, right, sure. Mm. And now we have to have. Uh, uh, because people people evidently aren't smart enough to take care of some things for themselves, so now we have to have various layers of government to tell you how to uh, watch out for yourselves and and uh, what you should and should not do. And it's just uh, that's where charts went. It's a, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's why <laughs> it's, I don't have the charts that's, anymore. That's right. It's nanny state, man. It's it's you know. And and as I said last night, the government does not exist to protect you from you. But so many things that they do, uh, that's exactly their attempt. PDMP. Was, was a great example of that. Yep. Um, that's to protect you against you, and I just don't think that's a proper role of government at any level. Well, there's so many things that I guess we're all, the three of us, five of us in this room are probably all lucky that we made it this far, you know? <laughs> Based on the fact that, you know, when we were kids, we didn't sit around and play video games. We went outside and 
mom didn't let you back, and she, you know, she kicked us out at like eight, eight thirty in the morning, and uh, we we didn't come back in until uh, it was dinner time. That's right. And if your dad had to whistle more than three times to get you to come home, <clears throat> you knew you were in deep trouble. Yes, you were. Uh, and the only way you did get in the house on summer during summer vacation is if you couldn't sew the limb back on yourself. <laughs> That's about right. You know, yeah. if, if if your hand was hanging off, that was one thing. If it was a finger, no big deal. You, yeah. you know, put some, mom would say, rub some dirt on it, you'll be fine. <laughs> there you go. But right. if, you, if you couldn't sew the arm back on, <laughs> then mom would let you in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you weren't allowed actually in the house. You had to go down to the basement. So she <laughs> didn't have get to blood look at you. <laughs> yeah, or get the blood on it. Yeah, right, if you right, get the sure. blood on anything, you're, you're in trouble you're, again. You're gonna you're gonna lose the other limb. Yeah, how dare you let yourself bleed? Nine nineteen is our time, and it, it, it's a, it's it's kind of interesting that you bring that up because uh, I was talking about that with somebody the other day about how you know how have we been able as a society to make it so far without all the rules and all the regulations and you know. All it takes, and, and, and look at all the other things. I mean, this, you know, I could get some disease off of this, this windscreen. Or, you know, look at all these things that could possibly cause problems. I've got, you know, knives and things on my, on my person. And it's amazing just, you know, the fact that I guess the government doesn't care as long as, you know, you get up every day, go to work, pay your taxes. But uh, let's, let's figure out a way to, to you know, you know, there to was insert a, yourself, or they can insert themselves in our lives somehow. You know, there was a time where, uh, you know, if you made some mistakes, you fell off the monkey bars or whatever the case might be and broke an arm, you figured maybe not to try three <laughs> three rungs of a monkey bar at one time. Maybe you go bar to bar, you know? Or and, rather than, than, uh, <clears throat> than going across the monkey bars with your hands, you got on top and tried to walk across yeah, and then so realized when you fell off and, you know. You shouldn't probably do that. Yeah, so, so, you know, so uh, a lot of things that uh, you wind up doing, you know, like that, nice you hope to experience. learn from it. Yeah, you hope to learn from it. And maybe some people don't, but uh, still we can't have this uh, nanny state telling us uh, and protecting because <clears throat> I think that comes back to a secular humanism, you know. we A lot of people don't believe in a creator and an authority higher than them. They don't believe that they were uniquely created for a certain amount of time on this earth. Uh, a lot of people think that they're going to try to live forever. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry, my friends, but uh, it's not going to work out for you in the end. It's, it's just not going to work out for you. So uh, <clears throat> there might be some lumps and bumps along the way, uh, but uh, you learn from that. And that is freedom. That is liberty. You, you have the ability to make a mistake and learn from it. And if you really, if you don't have the opportunity to even make those mistakes, do you learn? And then when the time comes, you make a much larger mistake that truly is So, for example, the smash and grab that we were talking about earlier, or the shoplifting that occurred here locally. If that person is allowed to just go about their business without learning some sort of a lesson that what you're doing is wrong, someone should step in, someone should stop them, someone should say something to them. Spot on. <clears throat> hey, buddy, where are you going with that, that cart full of stuff? Yeah. Nobody, nobody even approached this guy. Now, the woman that reported it on social media said she did drive by and glare at him. Ooh, <laughs> that's that's pretty damning right there. But I really haven't heard whether or not that uh, the uh, the folks. I, so this was at Marshall, so I don't. I guess it's Osage Beach or yeah, whatever. But if anybody had actually has actually done anything about it at all, other than you know, watch the guy walk out the door and yeah. watch him get in his car and watch them drive off. Yeah, don't know. And if there aren't any consequences, they're going to do it again. You know, somebody's going to do it or other people will pick up on it, you know. Uh, uh, but at, at the same time, 
You know, you and go, see how all these things that we put in place to stop things don't really even work. They don't work. No. You know, because like you said it earlier, it's an honor system. You know, all these laws that are even murder. It's on paper. In, in, in a lot of people's eyes today, it's just on paper. There's not a higher being that is going to hold you accountable for that murder that you committed. It's just going to be the state. And hey, if I get a good enough attorney, I might be able to beat the state. Never can tell. Yeah, statistically speaking, uh, people get away with more things that are illegal than get convicted. So criminals look at that and say, well, my odds are pretty good. Let's go to the phones, gentlemen. Good morning, caller. You're on The Daily Show. What's up? Good morning. Hey, you know, you guys are hitting on many key points there. I think, you know, we do have to get back to the individual responsibility of people and away from this nanny state. But we also need to hone in on the fact that police and things like that, um, just as Ike was saying, you know, try and work things out with your neighbor. Don't call the cops right away, like that kind of thing. But the police need to be reserved for when a crime actually takes place. Someone's rights have been violated. Someone's uh, property or person has been damaged. Not for rolling through the stop sign at the Walmart or changing lanes without a blinker or in the middle of a, you know, this is where we have to start changing that mindset of the people and these uh, police departments, corporations, whatever you want to call them, to start moving back into. Because if the police were more concerned about those types of things, like this robbery that took place, versus constantly patrolling the roads for, you know, minor traffic violations, we might have better response times. We might have more individual responsibility if people knew, hey, look, these you're going to be arrested or you're going to be held liable for these things, not, you know, explosive couldn't just say, well, you won't be pulled over if you don't use your blinker or something like that. But, I mean, you understand what I'm getting at, don't right. you? Right, sure, absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> no, yeah, that's absolutely perfect. And I've, I've said for a long time that, uh, yeah, police, uh, policing is a, is a tough job, but I think that we have uh, we've, we've put too much on the shoulders of, of uh, police officers. We expect too much from them now. We expect them to be counselors and marriage counselors and, you know, all of these other different things to come uh, deal with your domestic sub- disputes that you, are, that you are having when in, in reality, uh, just as the caller said, you should deal with these things on your own the best you can. And uh, when it's a real crime, somebody's getting robbed or, or hurt or assaulted or damaged, damaged or what have you, that's when you need to have that law enforcement. If they're not out there doing these foolish little little things, you know, that they wind up having to do, and I don't mean it's, it's foolish that they're doing it, but uh, then they're going to be more available for when there's a true crime that's occurring. Great call. Thank you very much. Appreciate you joining us this morning. Thank you for listening. Sure, thanks. Absolutely. I, I think that comes down to... Uh, you know, we talk about budgets and if there's enough money to go around and, and there isn't a government that I'm aware of that, that when, when uh, there's a shortfall that they don't start asking for more money instead of looking inside and figuring out how they can cut what they've got. And it's about priorities. Well, by golly, you know, any time they talk about a, uh, a government shutdown on the federal level, Ugh. it's you know, supposed to put the fear of God into all of us. Pandemonium is going to occur. If, yeah. they don't, if those people aren't sitting in their offices, we're just not going to know what to do. I, uh, you know, I may not be able to function as a normal human being tomorrow if, if the federal government shuts down and we're all supposed to. And it, it's like, it's so funny because all of the, 
all of the bipartisanship and all of the partisanship and all of the arguing back and forth and Donald Trump's this and Joe Biden's that, that all goes right out the window because we don't want the government to shut down. Yeah. Don't let it happen. You know, ab- abandon everything else, throw everybody else, you know, throw, throw the baby out with the bathwater, sure. but don't let the government shut don't down. Let government don't let it happen, down. because if it happens, I don't know, and to make sure, I'll be afraid to leave the house. And to make sure that it doesn't happen, the first thing we're going to tell you is that Social Security checks are going to be cut off. Ooh. You know, that's and then the military is not going to get paid and funded and these so those those are the first two things they come out with to help uh, to help fear you into helping uh, you know understanding why at this they're point going to, whatever you um, need whatever you folks need up there in Washington D.C. you just yeah, take it don't you, you know yeah, don't 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 screw yeah. with my Social Security check which is going to come out anyway but you know they gonna, you well part. you know I I hear what you're all saying but there's really um. The, the, at the heart of this is how much we've delegated to government. Um, the, the Eldon School, I saw a little report on Facebook this morning that Eldon School is shut down. And they're shut down because their computer system was hacked. And my wife and I were talking this morning and we're saying, well, what does that have to do with anything? <coughs> you know, can't kids just go to school and not use computers? But apparently their um, communication system, their telephone system is set up on computer, their HVAC system. They don't systems. have cell phones? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what my wife said. And she said, well, can't, well, you can't get cell service in most schools. But if you step outside the door, you could. But you couldn't do a mass call to all of the parents. Imagine all the things that would get done without cell phone service. You know, imagine, anyway, you know. So another person on Facebook said, well, if they didn't shut down, and all the kids went to school and they couldn't communicate with the parents and something went wrong, wouldn't the school then be liable because they are dun, responsible dun, dun. for your kids and, <laughs> and they're a government entity and government has to be careful to take care of your every need. So the school w- did the responsible thing by shutting down. And that's the whole problem is we've delegated so much to quasi-government institutions and everything is based on legalities and liabilities and all of that. And, and and not only that, you're right. We have delegated so much to the federal government that if I am seeking um, permission from the almighty government to be able to do X, Y, Z, and I have to go through a particular agency, and now that agency has closed down, well, now I have to wait an extra month or two months or whatever it is to do whatever it was I wanted to go do that I should have never had to ask the government to go do to begin with. Yeah. Well, and here, here's the thing. Uh, you know, you close the school down because the computers have been hacked. The school's computers have been hacked. But they still can't stop a kid from coming in and shooting up a school. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I mean, exactly so right, yeah. something might happen to the kids. Well, yeah, one of the kids could very easily fall down and hit his head or, you know, fall fall down a flight of steps or anything. It could happen. And that's why they don't have monkey bars anymore on most schools. They're too dangerous. <laughs> that's probably right. The monkey bars. The liability it all is goes too back great. To the, always goes back to the, the monkey, monkey bars. bars. <laughs> what about that big... Peter uh, Totters also. Yeah, you remember that a, big uh, uh, kind of a dome-looking thing that had all the monkey bars all connected yeah, together? Yeah, like should, yeah. That's deadly right there. That's, uh, that's yeah. just... See, what's deadly. the thing that they... The Tilt-A-Whirl or whatever the thing that you get on... And oh, yeah. Around the yeah. And, you, and, and, and what, what was it? It was always the goal of, of like two or three kids to get on there and hold on to it and run as fast as they can. <laughs> that's right. Just to see somebody's milk come through their nose. Yeah, right. Exactly right. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. that's the good old days, right? You can't even have fun like that anymore. Nine thirty <laughs> is our time. We need uh, to take a moment to 
Get you caught up on some information, local news. Stacy Johnson from LakeExpo.com, your news source, your trusted news source at the lake. And, of course, Chris Schneider with Lake TV has got a check of sports. We'll be back with more of The Daily Show. And your phone calls are welcome at 573-633-5395. Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, December 8th. Take a deeper dive at lakeexpo.com. Eldon schools were closed Tuesday after a cyber attack took down the district's computers and phone system. Few details are known at this time about who or what caused this attack. Eldon Superintendent Matt Davis put out a statement saying that the school is working with third-party cybersecurity specialists and that an investigation is underway. The road to the lake is getting an overhaul. The Kingdom City Interchange at Highway 54 and I-70 is the topic of this month's Eggs and Issues Breakfast on December 17th. The Lake Area Chamber of Commerce is hosting MoDOT's area engineer Bob Lynch, who will be discussing transportation issues at the lake and several upcoming infrastructure projects. Come learn more about Lake Area Roads and what's coming on December 17th at Ozark Yacht Club starting at 8 in the morning. 2021 has been a remarkable year for real estate for the Lake of the Ozarks. Sure, the lake's real estate market broke the billion-dollar mark for the first time in 2020. But in 2021, real estate sales hit a billion dollars by the third quarter. When Lake of the Ozarks realtors met for their local symposium this fall, the numbers told quite a story. Total real estate transactions has more than doubled since 2009, and cost per square foot has jumped 33%. For more on this story, go to lakeexpo.com. Download our free app from the App Store and Google Play to get more Lake of the Ozarks news. Lakeexpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Tow. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Mizzou Tigers get a nice win last night. They crush Eastern Illinois 72-44. They led by 11 at halftime, then outscored uh, Eastern Illinois by 17 in the second half. So the Tigers now 5-4 and four on the season. They'll be at 8th-ranked Kansas on Saturday. MSU Bears busy tonight. They're at 4-5 and five Little Rock. The Blues are are in second place in the Central Division after a nice overtime win over the Panthers last night, 4-3 to three in overtime. The Blues very shorthanded despite that. They found a way to come from behind, and again, they beat the Panthers 4-3 to three in overtime. As for high school basketball, nothing going on tonight, but tomorrow night, Versailles will be at Cole Camp. Eldon will be at home to Southern Boone, and uh, Osage will play on Friday. Camdenton doesn't play again until next Tuesday. Lake TV's first live local game this season is this Friday. 
Tipton at Versailles. You can see that right on Lake TV pregame just before the 7.30 tip-off. As for college football, Heisman Trophy finalists have been announced. Alabama quarterback Bryce Young is the favorite. Another quarterback, Pittsburgh's Kenny Pickett, is in there. Another quarterback, Ohio State's C.J. Stroud, is in there. And the fourth final four finalists for the Heisman Trophy, Michigan defensive lineman Aiden Hutchinson. The last defensive player to win was Michigan's cornerback uh, Charles Woodson. That was back in the 80s. NFL power rankings this week. Cardinals sitting at number one, followed by the Packers, Bucks, Patriots, and the Chiefs come in at number five. The Chiefs have won five in a row. They're eight and four. They'll be home to the Raiders on Sunday. Division leaders right now, the Chiefs, Tennessee, Baltimore, and the Patriots in the AFC. Tampa, Green Bay, Dallas, and Arizona in the NFC. The top scoring offense in the NFL, Tampa Bay, they've scored 377 points. Indy with 371. The best defense belongs to Buffalo. They've given up 196 points. The only team in the NFL to give up less than 200 points at this uh, time in the season. Lake TV has five local shows for you, including What's Burning with Kevin K.B. Burns. Be sure to check that out. And if you're into real estate, check out the O'Sullivan Bruce Group's monthly market update. Man, real estate is a big deal in the Lake of the Ozarks area, so check that out. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. The goal of Key Radio is to offer the community an opportunity to share information and to express their ideas and opinions. Key Radio presents a platform for all types of information. We encourage interested content providers to create podcasts that explain the finer points of business, family issues, arts and entertainment, religion, government, and more. Key Radio is also looking for unique and one-of-a-kind podcasts as well. Key Radio is based on positive and productive podcasts that encourage and inspire our listeners to become engaged in their community. For more information on becoming a content provider, call 573-280-0532 or go to keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio. You're listening to 89.3 The Key. Share your thoughts, ideas, and skills, maybe even a talent, on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3 The Key. 937. <laughs> Can't get anything by her, man. She's she's smart. Quick, huh? She's smart. She knows she knows what her husband's what her husband's saying, even though he doesn't actually say it. <laughs> she knows you good, doesn't she? <laughs> <laughs> Got your number, brother. <laughs> I was explaining to the gentleman, I always say, right before we're ready to go back into our conversation, I always say stand by, and that just makes, you know, that's basically to get everybody's attention and make sure everybody's ready to roll. And and also, it prevents anybody from saying anything. Like, in, you're in the middle of a conversation about the uh, the fun night you had at the strip club the other night. We, didn't, <laughs> we did not have that conversation, folks. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, right. We and could, that's we why. Could, but yeah. <laughs> and I, so I said... I said, yeah, I say, stand by, right? Yeah, yeah. And and it's meant in a nice way. And so then I was, and I do these things, you know, old kind of habits, habit, ain't it? Old yeah, habits yeah, die sure, hard. Sure. And 
I, I, I'll say to my wife once in a while, I'll say, if I'm doing something, I'll say, stand by, stand by. <laughs> and I just, and so she looks over at me she, and she said, stand by. Is that a nice way of telling me to shut up? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. You caught me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get off my tail. I'm, I'll get to stand it. Stand by. by. <laughs> at least I didn't say shut up, right? I like that. I'll try that at home. Stand by. I might try that at home. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, try that in your house. You, see how you, that works. you and the wife? <laughs> yeah, the wife, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. Hey, I introduced her last night. You even thanked her. I did. I thanked her. Ooh. Using her actual name? I actually <laughs> used her name. Yeah, I didn't just say, this is my wife, the Christina. wife. Yeah, Christina, that's right. <laughs> that's how I know your name, Christina, because I always give him trouble when he says, me and the wife. <laughs> I said, she's got a name, right? <laughs> I always thought it was. I always thought her name was the wife. <laughs> uh, shoot, Ike and his wife, the yeah, wife, the wife, the wife. Nine thirty-nine. Uh, wanted to remind folks we're uh, we're going to be over on Key on uh, Key Radio. We're we're on Key Radio now, on Lake TV, and uh, we had the opportunity uh, last week to stop by and uh, film. Uh, Jacob and Carly Lamb, they are uh, with the serving table, and they uh, prepare meals and serve meals here two nights a week, Wednesdays and Thursdays. And uh, what a nice turnout. We had a good uh, good group last time when we were here, and we encourage folks to come by. Uh, Jacob is a self-proclaimed chef, learned how to cook on his own is what he told us, and he makes some darn good food, and he and his wife Carly, they are here, uh, as I said, on Wednesdays and Thursdays to uh, serve free meals, but uh, really uh, it wouldn't hurt if you, uh, let's say, are maybe in a hurry and you don't have time to go home and pull out all the uh, the pots and pans to uh, come by, grab your free meal, and then maybe throw a little something their way. A little donation would be nice because I think for the most part they do all of this out of their pocket. And they have a rather interesting story. They started down in Rolla, made their way to the Lake of the Ozarks, and uh, we'll have uh, the... Uh, well, we actually do all the in-studio stuff today. Uh, Professor Paisley's going to be on with me uh, later today. We'll talk about uh, uh, U.S. and Russia and the Ukraine. And, of course, he is a, a content provider on this radio station as well with a true history professor. But uh, oh, Are you going to see Jim today? Yeah. Oh, I have something for you to give him. Oh. So I'll give it to you. Uh, uh, Larry Allison over at Walk on the Water donated some books. Okay. And he wanted Jim to get them. All right. And so, Well, uh It'll be a small fee, but I'll take care of it for you. <laughs> Shipping and handling. Exactly. A convenience fee. Oh, I, and, and I was talking to Bill about that. The various things and ways people come up with to make money, and we don't think twice about it. You know, um, I ordered some food the other night and uh, went to pick it up, and as I was ordering the food, I was talking to my wife on the phone, and she said, well, there's this fee and that fee and this and at the very bottom, she said, there was a $1.50 convenience fee. A $1.50 convenience fee. Well, I guess it's because they cook the food, and then they put it in the containers, and then put the containers in the bag. So all you have to do is walk in, and, you know, you can pay, I pay for it ahead of time. So I'm, I'm thinking of all these wonderful conveniences. Yeah, how much more convenient can you get? Yeah, I, just, I, I walked in, I picked it up, I turned around and walked out. And no, folks, I did pay for it. I didn't just walk in and take it. I did pay for it. But a $1.50 convenience fee. And, you know, how these places, you know, sometimes they just nickel and dime you. And they want your business. But And I understand the whole point of it is to make money. Sure, yeah. You know, if you, if you have a good product, uh, 
or a relatively decent product, or maybe you have an inadequate product. Somebody's still going to buy it. <laughs> but the whole point is, is when people are nickel and diming you to death, it just is crazy. You know, you wouldn't have thought twice if the entree was a dollar and a half more expensive. But because they were, I don't know, whatever, put it on the actual receipt as a convenience fee, right. now you start to, what in the world is this for? Yeah. You know, you wouldn't have noticed it otherwise. Well, I, I'll be honest with both of you. That, no. that particular night, I didn't have anything to complain about, and I was just looking for something. <laughs> <laughs> we, we talked about that earlier. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. You were just out and about so looking for I, something. I was just out. You know, I, I didn't have any. I was just bored, and I didn't have anything. But she said, uh, and then and, and she just talked, you know, just she didn't question it like I did. She said, a dollar fifty convenience fee. I said, a dollar and fifty cents for a convenience fee? I mean, think about that. Now, that adds up in a hurry. Sure it does, and what it... Aren't you, I, uh, aren't you already paying for whatever service it is that they're providing? And that, a convenience fee. And, and a convenience fee on top fee. of that. Well, yeah, you so. know. Anyway. I'm going to have to start charging convenience fees, I guess. I think I should. That's what I'm going to charge <laughs> Bill. Or those books ain't getting to pay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I tell folks when. Of course, uh, I would never do that. I, they, I have to say that uh, Professor uh, Paisley bailed me out big time uh, by being on the program today. So. Uh, I know he does uh, another program on uh, uh, another place here at the Lake of the Ozarks, but uh, then he also helps us here at Key Radio, and then he's on uh, probably about once a month over on Lake TV we have him on, and the folks just love him. They just eat him up. I think if anybody should be charging a fee, it should be that man because he does so much for For free. It's not even funny. That's right. If you would like to uh, be a sponsor of his program, I'm sure he would love the daylights out of it. I mean, when he goes over to Lake TV, we try to throw a little something his way, you know, free parking or something. <laughs> well, I almost lost my tea on that one. Come on now. <laughs> hey, Jim, at least you got to park for free. Uh, Quit right. your complaining, will you? <laughs> and, and it wasn't so close that we had to charge you a convenience fee. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it was close enough where you could walk. Not far enough where we had to actually send somebody down and pick you up and bring you back. Yeah, right. Or we would have charged you that convenience. There you go. So you That's didn't have right. to walk. Uh, a writer fee. Oh, goodness. 944. It is kind of a wild world when we think about it, you know? <laughs> well, here's a wild world for you. All right. Leah Thomas, transgender swimmer from Penn, swims fastest times in nation. Controversy, controversy brewing. Now, ladies... All of you, this is happening all over the country to various places that I, I cannot fathom how you can have an individual that was a guy and says they want to be a female and maybe even had an operation and then starts to participate in women's sports like this. And people do. do I, I, it, what it, I really want. Perfectly is perfectly at home doing it. Yes, it feels and, and thinks it's absolutely just. And so then I wonder: Are we really? Are are people? It's almost like, oh wow, you broke a world record! Isn't that fantastic for women swimming? Well, you're not a woman, dude. You're a dude, and you probably could break a woman's speed record because, well, you're not a woman. But here we have these folks come, ladies. This is an issue that you should be so up in arms about and just, you know, this is, this is just something. It's like attacking your kids, you know, for real. You should be that upset about this 
as when they attack your kids in the school. That's how mad you should be about this sort of thing going on right here all over the country. And I'll, I'll tell you, it's not going to get better. It's not going to go away. It's going to get worse. It's going to start permeating everything like this. And I, I would, I, 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 it, it just flabbergasts me that we that this can even occur. I'll be quite honest. It, with it you. actually could get better. Uh, I, I know that in the Olympics, for example, they used to have to test every athlete to determine their, their gender, their, their real sexual identity. What kind of test was that? <laughs> you can't see that uh, from home. But <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they were testing to make sure that the athletes who were participating in women's sports were genetically Absolutely. women. And this, this has always been the case in the Olympics. What's happening in the U.S. is a U.S. phenomenon. It's not an international one. And I, and I don't know if the international community is going to change the standards because it completely defeats the purpose of having a men's and women's competitions. Exactly. If you're going to have a crossover like that, why, why even have, like Renee Richards. Case yeah, point. right. Don't even know that individual. She was a you. tennis player. I mean, he KB was? is really up on tennis. It's kind of like his <laughs> secret passion. Well, good. Good for him. <laughs> Darn too. Well, I can see him bouncing around the uh, court, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, be, yeah. I'll be doing some bouncing. <laughs> Why aren't you hitting the ball toward me? Why does it have to be all the way on the other side of the court? <laughs> no, but, you know, so, th- look, guys, th- this is uh, um, this is a problem. I, I think this is a real a real deal. And, ladies... You know, I'm not going to be able to solve it for you. These men, men aren't going to be. The, you're the ones that are going to have to step up and say enough is enough. And I think in some places they are, uh, but it's it's just not. It's like it's not taking hold. This 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 going this way is taking hold, not the protest of it. And I I, I just can't. I don't understand it. I, I I don't want to sit here and make light of the situation, but for a man to become a woman and then want to participate in sports i would say was that your goal in the first place was that why you wanted to become a woman did it have something to do with the fact that you just you know maybe you weren't that great as a (laughs) as a guy guy, and so you decided maybe if i become a woman then i'll you know i'll be accepted number one and number two then i can compete in female sports and, and I guess it kind of, maybe it, uh, I don't know, you talk about a team sport like, say, soccer or softball or basketball. Uh, they have, I didn't, well, I guess I am a little behind the times on some things. I didn't realize that they had female wrestling in schools, like oh. high schools and in college. Wasn't aware of that. Learned something new every day. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But, you know, if you're talking about a team sport, does it make any difference as opposed to an individual sport like swimming, like tennis? Well, if you have a co-ed, whatever it is, then no, it doesn't matter. But if you have a men's soccer team... That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it does matter. Of course it matters. If you have a woman's soccer team and, and half of your team are men that say they're women... And see, this is the problem we have with this, too. We still call these individual by the pronoun that they want to be. No, I'm sorry. You you are not a woman. Even if you want to become a woman, you will never become a woman. You are always a man because that's the way God made you to be. So 
I think we need to stop playing into this. Oh well, he's a she now. So how are you doing, her? You know what? I, no, you're a dude. Period. You're 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 a guy or you're a woman. You're not a man anymore. You know you're not a man. I don't care what you cut off, add on, change drugs you take. It doesn't matter. The Lord made you who you are, and that's who you're going to be. Well, and and the real problem here is not just the athletic aspect of it. It's the people that are trying to convince children that they are not who they are. And to me, I think that is probably the most evil thing that you can possibly do to a child. Amen, my friend. Yes. Now, five, seven-year-old, oh, well, she, he identifies as a girl, and, and we let her play in dresses, and, and she's going to grow up to be a girl. No, I'm sorry. Five, seven-year-old? Come on, what other just are we going to let them vote now? Drink, drive. You know, if you can make the decision about your anatomy and what it should or shouldn't be, then where where is the line? Where where is that line anymore? It's gone. There well, is no it's line. not so much the person. And and and, and okay, let's say the child is, d- decides on his or her own that he or she wants to be the opposite sex, and they do it on their own. Do you then step in and say, "Well, no, that's not right." as opposed to people that are doing what they're doing now and trying to convince maybe a little boy that he's a little girl or a little girl that she's a little boy. I mean, so how do you look at that? Because, you know, you you come home from working and you see your son dressed up in a dress. Okay, maybe at first it's funny, but then are you a little concerned? And are you concerned enough to say that's not right? As opposed to a, a, a person going in and saying to a child, well, this is who you really are. I mean, you're telling a child not to do something, and then you're turning around and, and condemning someone for telling a child that, you know, this is who you should be. Fast. Should it be up well, to the child? Yeah, th- no, it shouldn't be up to the child. Mo- most things aren't up to children because they're children. <laughs> you know, I, I know uh, I grew up with, with, um, I grew up with other children, <laughs> believe it or no. not. And, and uh, I remember one guy or one boy who was kind of a sissy kid and under today's standards somebody might think well maybe he's really a, a girl but this guy turned out to he wasn't he was effeminate he was effeminate but he grew up to Sis, be you can't a, say a sissy that's, that's he, not he grew up he grew up to be once he passed puberty kind of this hyper masculine person huh see there you go and, and it's because all little boys have no defined sexuality before puberty right it's just the way God made them or the way evolution made them, whichever thing you want to believe. But the truth is that children aren't sexual when they start out until puberty, and then the differentiation takes place. And a lot of, a lot of the boys we would think would be um, yeah, effeminate or girlish end up being just normal guys after puberty. Yeah, so, you know, it fascinates me. Our show here has come right back to full circle because one of the first things we talked about today was Bill Federer and talking about the fact that there was a time when we knew there was a creator above us, there was a higher authority above us, and we handled ourselves accordingly because we knew that man was not the final judgment. And we have lost that thought process that man is, we we now believe man is our final judgment, and therefore we do what is right in our own eyes. And when you allow a child to... (coughs) And I don't even know if the child comes up with this. I think the parents push it. 
I really do. I think the parents... Uh, and I think the culture around them, the, the school culture, system yes. encourages this yeah. idea that you can identify differently. I agree with that yeah. 100%. So, so again, we have gotten away from this idea that we have a creator that has created certain rules and guidelines and ways to do things and how things are going to be in this world, and we have decided to do things in our own eyes. And I absolutely believe that if... If Charlie, for instance, and she's a she's a good little girl, and she's going to be a girl, and she's going to be just fine. But if for some reason she decided one day that that at seven years old she maybe is a boy, uh, Charlie and I are going to have a very serious conversation, and uh, she's going to be continue to be a girl when we're done. Now, what she does when she's eighteen and out of the household, I guess that's up to her. But I think that's part of the responsibility of a parent to train up your children properly so that uh, as they do become an adult, they will be responsible individuals. And uh, hopefully, as far as I'm concerned, uh, they'll be godly individuals and uh, they'll be good citizens of our society. Well, all we can do is hope sometimes, folks. And, uh, you know, as, as is the case, you live under my roof, you live by my rules. You know, and, and I don't think there's many parents that uh, would argue that fact. I, but you know, my my friend, this day and age, I don't know. You know, I I agree with you, hundred percent. But I think we're seeing a lot more parents allowing kids to make a, their own decisions and a lot of different things. And and uh, you know, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just. Uh, does it, does it make a child more independent? You think to allow them to make certain decisions? No, it lets them you be know, wrong. Well, certain know, decisions maybe, but not about this. Well, I'm I'm the oldest one here. I remember when I was a kid. And I grew up in New York, a liberal state, and a lot of parents were saying, well, I'm not going to teach my child anything about, Christi- about religion. I'm going to let them grow up without religion, and they can make their own decision when they're older. But it's just not the way education works. It's not the way childhood works. Children should emulate their parents, and parents shouldn't be afraid to be the guide of their children. I agree. What you know in that example? What are you going to do? Say, uh, well, you know, I'm not going to teach them math and history. We'll just wait till they grow up a little bit yeah. and figure out how to do numbers. Yeah, then and they stuff can decide whether yeah, they, they need to add. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know. Yeah. So uh, it, it, this is where we're at in this day and age, my friend. And uh, um, uh, you know, I just, well, they're not as advanced as we are, but of course, in the animal kingdom, the parents teach the young ones how to survive and stay alive, and the things that they need to do, how to hunt for food. You know, how to protect themselves, how to uh, shelter themselves, and, and all these things. And I mean, maybe that's a good example. And I don't know if there are any types of situations that we've discussed in the animal kingdom as far as maybe the little lion cub's a boy, and he doesn't want to be a little boy lion cub. I, I don't know how the parents deal with that, if they, uh, if they eat him or what. But, you know. I, yeah, I don't think that's an issue. <laughs> That's really dope. <laughs> I know there are there are certain animals in the animal kingdom that can change their sex from one type, you know, from yeah, male or, they're, to or they're asexual. They they have both uh, components for reproduction. Sure. So, yeah. I don't know what. And I I think you would almost have to sit down and ask someone, what made you come to this decision? What made you come to this point in your life? What about you? Did you feel just wasn't compatible with that sex i mean what was it about you you know the way you look the way it makes you feel uh, you'd almost have to get into somebody's mind to understand you know mm-hmm. and so I, I don't i know everybody feels a little different about it 
but whatever choice somebody makes, then, of course, then they have to live with those consequences. Well, right, and, and that comes back to personal responsibility, doesn't it? So as an adult, if you make this decision, decide that, you know, I just don't want to be a guy anymore, I want to be a woman, well, I guess as an adult, that's your decision. Go live your life the way it needs to, but don't force it upon anybody else, and don't then try to worm your way into these sporting events or anything else like that 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 is carved out in a different way. And and instead of, like you said, KB, maybe you just, you know, suck as a dude playing basketball, but maybe <laughs> if you become a woman, you might be really good at it. So, you know, it's just crazy. It, it's, it's just, uh, uh, I don't know. It's been a very philosophical uh, morning. If you don't uh, listen to Key Radio, you should. And you need to tell your friends. Because and that lady that called in this morning, I am so very, very proud of her for calling in and participating in the discussion. Thank you, ma'am, so very yeah. much. It, it, it really made my day to, to hear your voice. So I would like you to tell your friends. And Bill and I, well, Bill is, he's working on bumper stickers. So you'll start seeing 89.3 and keyradio.live. And I leave you with this final thought because I, I thought it was important. There is a performer out there. You may know of him. He's called Weird Al Yankovic. You know Weird Al? He does parody songs. Like Another One Rides the Bus, Queens, Another One Bites the okay, Dust. Okay, sure. And Another Gets On, Another Gets On, Another <laughs> One Rides the Bus. Anyway, <laughs> just wanted to uh, make you aware that he is on a 133 North American city tour. Uh, 133 <sighs> cities in North America. And he will be making four stops in the Show Me State. Ooh. One in Springfield, one in Columbia, and he'll also be performing in uh, Kansas City and St. Louis, August the 30th in Springfield, and July the 20th of 2022. 